Welcome to Data Leadership for Everyone. I'm your host, Anthony Algman. Everyone needs to harness the power of data. There's a lot involved in making that happen, and this show is here to make it all a little bit easier. Think of this as an audio advice column for all of your data and leadership questions. And we need more. So if you have questions or topics you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send an email to podcast at dl4e1.com or use our text and voicemail line at 773-888-2077. We're back, everybody. We are back, and I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you found us again, because if you're listening to this or, or watching this on YouTube, you found us again. Uh, we took a break. Uh, the, the Data Leadership Lessons podcast ran for 100 episodes. Uh, it was uh, great. Uh, there was a lot of good content. There was a lot of fantastic interviews. And I'm really proud of, of what we were able to accomplish during that time. It took a, it was over a couple of years that we were doing that show. And... It got to the point where I felt that it was a little bit formulaic. I thought it was a little bit uh, of a pain in the butt to do, and and it was uh, you know it was hard to to schedule interviews all the time and and record it alongside a day job and all of that. So I took a break. I wasn't sure if I was going to bring anything back. And as time went on, as we went through the holidays and and got into the new year, I felt. I missed it. I, I missed having these conversations. I missed having the audience, and I, I missed helping to bring this knowledge that I've built over the last you know several decades uh, to folks that don't have an easy outlet to to get to some of this information. So I said, okay, well, how can I make a show that is going to be a bit more fun for me, a little bit more fun for the viewers and 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 audience, and, and meet that threshold. You remember, I, I had an episode that's kind of said goodbye. I removed it because I didn't want to confuse everybody because I brought it all back. I, I said in that that it was a show, the data leadership lessons grew into a show that I don't know that I would be able to to watch myself. I would watch myself with my own time. And, I, and that's the bar that I said to myself, if I'm going to bring a show back or, or do something else, I want it to be something that I would listen to, something that I would spend my time on if I were someone out there who, who needed help. I think that's just the bare minimum that you should have for any kind of show. And it took a little while, and as I considered what I might want to do, as I realized I'd like to do something, uh, kind of settled on this format. So what we're going to do with Data Leadership for Everyone is that, first and foremost, this is not just a show for data professionals. Like, this is not a bunch of data people talking to data people. This is about anybody who's doing anything with data anywhere in any organization anywhere, which is yeah, basically everybody, right? So this is a show for everyone. Okay, this is a show that we are going to, there's going to be a lot of different topics that we're going to cover. Some of them will go more technical. Some of them will go more business. Some of them will just go off the rails entirely, which is a lot of fun because those are some of the the most enjoyable episodes. Like I remember we, we had a couple comedy uh, video creators on one time. We had another person who'd done a bunch of stand-up comedy. We've had a bunch of other topics that you wouldn't necessarily think about when you would think data leadership. And it really, that's, it's all part of that story. It's all part of this broader world of trying to understand what what does data do for us and how do we do things to make that data as valuable as possible? And in this show, we're going to explore all of that. So comparing this to data leadership lessons, this show is going to be a little bit shorter. It's going to be hopefully about half the time, although I am known to go on a little bit. So feel free if you can handle. I talk fast on normal speed, so you may not be able to pull off the two times speed on your podcast, but uh, I'm sure you can uh, listen to it a little bit faster than I do in real life. Uh, it, so the, the, the episodes will be shorter. This is going to be less about interviews and more about 
topics and addressing the data questions that people have. We're going to be thinking about these these topics and really try to explore them together. Okay, so think of it kind of like think of it as like like consulting that doesn't cost you anything and is shared amongst our little community of of d data leaders and and burgeoning data leaders. Right, we're gonna we're gonna just have that conversation together. And we're gonna see where it goes, and we're gonna have more fun. We're gonna have more variety. We're gonna have more unexpected topics. We're gonna I, I may just go and and when I'm at a conference, I will just record something with somebody and and we'll do it off the cuff. And we're just gonna try to avoid falling into a rut of this is exactly how it goes, and I follow the same script every time, and and all that. And no more scripts. We, we, well, I, I have notes, right? So, but we're gonna definitely uh, try to mix it up a little bit more. You're not gonna know exactly what you're gonna get. You're also not going to know exactly when you're going to get. So one of the things is I'm going to try to do more episodes. So they're going to be shorter. So I'm going to try to do more of them, but I'm not going to do it on a regular schedule. I'm going to just release these as I make them. And they'll hopefully have a little bit of a backlog. You can listen to them when you want to. You can go back and listen to other ones. But hopefully we're going to name these episodes with the topics that we're going to discuss. Hopefully you listen to them all. Hopefully you love you know the randomness of it all and, and it keeps it interesting. But if nothing else, you can go through the list and say, hey, this is the episode that I really want to watch because it's a topic that impacts me. And that's really what we want to do is we want to create a library of conversations about these topics that are relevant to folks in whatever capacity that they, they have. And, and these conversations should last. These should not be something that happens and then goes away and next week it's no longer relevant. These are things that hopefully uh, will last a little bit. So, you know, we're going to try this out and we're going to learn from what works and we're going to learn from what doesn't and we're going to make tweaks as we go. So we're going to change things. If, if, if you happen to do graphic arts, I could use some help with that. Clearly, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, yeah, I do the best I can, but I definitely not an expert in that particular area. And so I uh, definitely would like uh, any ideas that you have, please. I, and I can't stress this enough. I need your help to come up with topics and address questions. This whole concept of an audio advice column does not work unless I get the questions and have those feeds and, and understand what is it that's really on your mind and can we talk about that? And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of this episode. But that is really going to be important. So if you want to contribute, the best thing you can do is, well, the best thing you can do is tell everyone you know about the show. But the second best thing you can do is send in topics and questions uh, for us to cover on the show. Actually, that might even be the first thing. So uh, t we're going to we're going to jump into uh, some content for today. We're going to we're going to actually address a question and we're, we're just going to see where this adventure takes us. So thank you for being on this ride with me. And I'm excited to be back and I'm excited to have you here. And, and thank you all for the support and the excitement that you showed when I announced that we were coming back. So I really do appreciate that very much and, and really, really excited to be doing this again. So, okay, so today's question. We have Kim from a mid-sized bank. She asks, our data governance program has been going since last year, but we are having trouble getting people to show up to our council meetings. When we do have meetings, we don't have much to do because the council members usually don't have time to get their tasks done alongside their day-to-day -day duties. So what should we do? So, all right. This is actually, and I chose this question to start things off because this is such a common refrain that we hear from organizations that have been doing data governance for an amount of time. And, and a lot of this 
comes back to understanding where does governance, data governance in particular, where does data governance fit into the fabric of an organization? And I said fabric, but now that fabric's a loaded term too, so we're not allowed to say that. I'm not talking about data fabric, so we'll, we'll save that rant for another day. But when we think about how data governance fits into your organization, the first thing we really want to understand, okay, so if we're doing these data governance meetings, the question that I immediately ask is like, okay, well, is your data governance program a solution looking for a problem? And by that, I mean, have you decided, oh, we need to do data governance for some reason? And that reason was probably well-intended. It could be a compliance or audit uh, review that said, hey, you need to do data governance. Or it could be like, hey, we're not getting as much from our data as we should. We should do data governance. And so whatever that was a solution for, does the problem really exist? Like, is, is what you created your data governance to do does that A, really exist? And two, is data governance the way you will solve that problem? I don't have that answer, but it's a question to ask because you want to understand that with data governance, everybody who's involved typically has a day job that is usually, yeah, they've got a lot going on, right? So the day job takes precedence for most of the folks. And so when you say, hey, our, our, our folks are just too busy, to me, I don't believe that's true. Like, there's no such thing as too busy. There's just a difference in priorities. And those priorities may be very justified in that you don't get to the thing related to data governance because, and here's the question, what's the value for those data governance members? So if the data governance council members are busy and, and prioritizing other work throughout the month or the quarter, if you're, if you're doing quarterly meetings, what is it about that that's more important than them doing what they're doing for data governance? Because then you have to ask yourself, is data governance as important as we would like to think it is? And in your organization right now, it likely isn't. If it was, people would find the time to do it. And that's the question is, is what's the value for those data governance members? Because it's one thing for data governance to be valuable to an organization, but when we're working in business, we don't work at the organization level. We work at our job level. We have a certain set of roles and responsibilities and things that we have to do as per our job description, as per our, our performance reviews. But when we do that, we are doing that because it will benefit us. It will also benefit the company, but we, we need to watch out for our own careers, right? We need to watch out for our own performance. Your, your performance review isn't about how the company did alone. It's about what you did to help the company. And so if the data governance activities are not driving enough personal value for those data governance members, then you have an imbalance there. So that's step, you know, problem number one is, is there an imbalance of the data for the data governance members? Now it could be the, the value could be something, hey, they're fixing or improving the data that they're also using and then they're part of the organization does better. Hey, that's great. That's exactly what you would want at kind of that organizational strategy level. But even at the individual incentive level, if no one at all that is, is supervising the data governance council members cares whether or not they were doing data governance council stuff, that's another imbalance, right? So if they're if they're gonna if you're asking them to prioritize doing data governance work over their day job when you know that their job roles and responsibilities don't actually have anything to do with data governance, it's probably not going to be sustainable. And that's what we often see when we stand up data governance in an organization without having that really strong value proposition, well articulated, well understood. If we don't have that, then it will 
tend to trickle off. You'll start to see as, as meetings go on, you'll start to see less attendance at those meetings. And you'll start to see less participation in the work of the Data Governance Council because people got better stuff to do. And that's that's the thing. And so if you want to fix this, so the way you want to fix this kind of situation, and again, this is a quick advice column level response. So this isn't going to give you all the answers, but these are a few things I would consider. The first thing is understand, okay, you set up data governance for a reason. What is that reason? And more deeply, what are the data problems that are hurting your business? And and be very specific about this. What are the data problems that hurt your business? Could be things like there's a lack of uh, data trust or, or trust in the data. Uh, there's data quality challenges. You you have duplications in in your customer masters. Whatever it is, but those those hurting the business is something I want you to think deeply about. Hurting the business needs to be evaluated in terms of revenue, cost, and risk. These are business outcomes. Business outcomes generally resolve to revenue, cost, and risk factors. And that's where business success is really determined. And granted, a data problem is not likely to have a direct correlation to revenue, cost, and risk. So if you think about Let's use a simple example. If a customer uh, master has, I don't know, three different systems feeding into it, and you often have three different records for the same customer, what could what could cause problems to the revenue cost or risk? Well, there's a few different things. So one is on the revenue side, you may lack available insights into your customer, and so you may market to them inappropriately. The cost side, you could be sending multiple mailer, mailers or, or do other outreach to customers that are duplicative, which actually can also hurt your reputation because the customer is like, uh, I'm your customer. Shouldn't you know that I'm one person? I don't need three of these each time, which actually does happen. Um, and then the risk management side, again, if you don't understand your customer, you can't serve your customer to the best of, of your organization's true ability. And, and again, that becomes a risk to your business. So you can start to bring together that kind of chain of events, that, that value proposition, and understand, hey, here's where the um, the things we can do with data start to react to or, or relate to the business outcomes that we have. And when that happens, we can start to estimate the actual cost or the actual revenue impact or the actual risk impact that we're likely to see. And now when you start putting dollars behind it, it's a lot more visible into an organization. And that's the thing that you need to really think about is when we think about the value proposition for your data governance program as a whole, how are we quantifying that? How are we understanding all of these efforts and how they play a role in your business success? Because if they don't play a role in your business success, there isn't value. And then that value, there, of course, people shouldn't be doing it. They're actually doing rational things by not participating. So if you think about the value of your data governance organization and, and what you're really trying to accomplish with data governance, what is that, that problem that the solution of data governance is really driving towards? Quantify it. Create, if you haven't, what is your expected return on investment for your data governance program? Realize, hey, there's a cost to the people's time to participate in data governance. There's a cost to answering these questions. There's a cost to cleaning up data. But there should be value that is also, if not directly quantifiable, something you can estimate, something that you can start to put numbers behind and be deliberate and say, hey, here's what we're working with. Here's what we understand as a data governance council. Can you quantify this better collectively? And will that 
create balance in what you are asking from your data governance council members so that they can justify and potentially include in things like job descriptions or, or roles and responsibilities more formally their participation. So you're looking for and at the kind of high level, and I know like this is going to be how this goes probably is it's going to be kind of a meandering answer, but hopefully gives you some nuggets to think about. But at the high level, what you want to think about is how do we create balance? Creating balance in any of these organizational processes, systems, teams, what have you, you need to have a balance of what are you asking these folks to do and how are you giving them the tools they need to do that? And and you know further, what's that value proposition that drives all of this, right? What is wh why? Why are you doing this? I always ask why. I had a uh, a great mentor uh, early in my consulting career who, I, after I'd given this what I thought was a wonderful presentation around data governance, uh, he comes up to me. He's like, uh, "So, so, so what? <laughs> so why do I care about this? What do I do?" And uh, I felt like. Oh, yeah, I kind of implied that this is important, but never actually said why data governance uh, helps. And that really influenced my perspective on things for a long time. So ask that question yourself, too. Ask, so what? So if we do this, what happens? If we do this, what's the impact of the business? If we do this, why is this more important for these data governance council members to do than what they would be doing otherwise, which is clearly what they're doing already? So things to think about, questions to ask. This is going to be a show where we don't have all the answers. We don't have many answers. We have a whole lot of questions, but there's ways to think about these things. So that's what we're going to try to unveil through these episodes. Is we're going to try to understand how do you approach this situation? How do you think about this in a way that gives you the answer that you can then go and do something? So when you think about this, think about balance, think about how do we balance that empowerment and accountability that we have for those data governance council members, for others involved in our data governance efforts, and just try to think about things as objectively as possible. It's probably not personal that the data governance members aren't doing everything we're asking of them. There's probably systemic challenges that are coming into play. So for that, hopefully that gives you some things to think about. I really appreciate the question. And again, all of you out there, uh, you want better topics? Send in better questions. <laughs> uh, that that one, though, was very good. So, again, uh, welcome to Data Leadership for Everyone. I, I really am glad you're here. Uh, and, again, this podcast is called – it's called Data Leadership for Everyone. But if you need some data leadership for you, send an email or give me a call. Like, the email address is podcast at dl4e1.com or use our text and voicemail line at 773-888-2077. If you're interested in being a guest to share your wisdom or discuss a particular challenge you're facing, reach out and we'll make it happen. You can send the topics and we can talk about them like we did on today's show. We can have you on as a guest. If you have a topic that you are just so passionate about and some of you out there, I'm going to be calling you to talk about some of these topics. Uh, please reach out. Like I want to have this be a dialogue and I don't want to ask everyone to just listen to me rant uh, for 20 minutes uh, every week. That's just not going to be a good idea for anybody. So, you know, some weeks that'll be fine. But but let's get some other folks on the show. Let's uh, explore. Let's figure out how can we leverage this this you know, podcast mechanism to explore some of these topics in unique ways and collectively do some better stuff with data and help our businesses. So again, I'm, I'm you know, I, I added that too. Like I'm always looking for content for the show, but I'm also happy to meet with anybody to just talk directly about your data leadership challenges. I love this stuff and I want to help you however I can. And in some cases it's good for the show. 
some cases it's not appropriate for the show and, and I get that as well. I just want to be a resource to you and if we can have a conversation and I can learn something and, and I can help you in some way, happy to do it. So uh, again, you can send an email uh, to email or, or, or text voicemail uh, or uh, you can find more resources at dataleadershipforeveryone.com. That's also where you'll find all of our past episodes, all the Data Leadership Lessons episodes, as well as the videos. So what's exciting about our new hosting for the show is we also have the videos available through dataleadershipforeveryone.com. So if you don't like going to YouTube directly for whatever reason, you can go to dataleadershipforeveryone.com and access the videos there. Uh, we'll also have links to different trainings and, and other things like that if you're interested in exploring those. So again, thank you for being here. We're going to be on this adventure together. Please come back and tell all of your friends and colleagues and even strangers on the street uh, about this show. And uh, let's get more questions and let's see where it goes. So until next time, be good to your data, be better to your business and be best to your people. Now go make an impact. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody.